a very good morning to everybody uh, and a very big welcome to everybody, particularly uh, for those who are new or newish to City Hope. Uh, my name's John Greenway. I'm one of the leaders here. And I'm going to be talking about a topic that is very close, very dear to my own heart. In my day job, I help businesses get the right people to do the right things at the right time. Uh, why would businesses be interested in that? It's because if they do that, they can achieve their aspirations, uh, they can thrive, they can succeed, uh, they can get the results that they want, they can make a profit if you get the right people doing the right things at the right time. Makes sense? At City Hope, we want to do exactly the same. We want to achieve our aspirations. We want to thrive. We want to prosper. We want to get results. We want to make a profit. We want to profit the kingdom of God that many, many people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's what we're about. That those are our aspirations. That's our vision. So we too need to get the right people to do the right things at the right time and then we'll thrive. This is the clicker. So today's title is Playing to Our Gifts, the Key to Fulfilling Our Potential at City Hope. And this is the last of three messages to do with gifts and the body of Christ and unity, but it's certainly not the last time we're going to be hearing about that in the coming weeks and months. My aim today is that each of you know that you have God-given gifts and that you are inspired to use them so that we can fulfill our aspirations, our potential at City Hope. That's what we want to do, to fulfill our potential in God at City Hope. So let's start reading uh, a fantastic passage from Romans 12. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, look at it. If not, look at the screen. Can you all see it? Good. Therefore, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. What an amazing view. The view of God's mercy. Have you ever had a view of God's mercy? Just take it in. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. 
but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. So just note a couple of things there. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change by something happening in your thinking. And also, think of yourself with sober judgment. Just don't let us be conceited. So let's just pray now as we, before we read the rest of the, the passage. Lord God, as we read your word, as we sort of open it up, we pray, Holy Spirit, uh, that our minds and our thinking would be renewed today. We'd have new thoughts coming in today. And Lord God, we pray too that we won't be conceited about what you've given to us, but that we would be humble. We would lay ourselves down before you. Let's move to the next slide. For just as each of us has one body with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully fantastic passage. I got three points uh, that I want to draw from this passage. The first one is uh, we are one body, the body of Christ. When you become a Christian, and who's become a Christian this last year? Anybody here become a Christian this last year? Just put your hand up. I see. Just Actually, just put them right up. Who's become a Christian in the last five years? Who's become a Christian in the last five years? Everybody, if you put your hands up. Okay, that's fantastic. Who's become a Christian in the last 50 years? Yay! <laughs> Alan, who's become a Christian in the... Oh, he's not, Alan's not here. <laughs> when you become a Christian, you become part of the body of Christ. His universal church, we belong together. Just as members of the body belong together. Together, together we are the physical manifestation of Jesus to this messed up world that we live in and the one that Jesus loves. I'll say that again. Together we are the physical manifestation of Jesus to this messed up world we live in and the one that he loves. In our part of the body here at City Hope, we have big, big aspirations to bring many, many people in our local areas, our city, our nation, and beyond to know him. 
Dave Nunn uh, described it recently at a leaders meeting like this. He said, our dream is to be a multi-site church of over a thousand members who are radically committed to changing the society we are in, bringing good news to the poor, binding up the brokenhearted, proclaiming freedom to those entrapped in debt, addiction, selfishness, to see families reconciled and people living for the good of humanity in a community of love, unity and power, while all the while worshipping the living one true God. That's what we're about. That's our potential. Two weeks ago, Wendy Mann was here at City Hope, and she emphasized that we will only achieve our potential, our aspirations, by being one, one body. Being united is essential to achieving our purposes. One Lord, one purpose. But that doesn't mean we're all the same. That doesn't mean we're always going to agree, but still being one. Point two, it's our differences, our different functions, our different gifts that will make it all work. Dave showed uh, some slides last week. Uh, Bake off time. Fantastic walnut cake, uh, I think it's walnut, uh, and he said to make that cake, you have to do certain things, and he showed us these ingredients. It's only by these ingredients coming together that you bake the cake. If you remember last week, he said if you just use eggs, you get an omelette. So if it's just one gift, you only get an omelette, but we want a cake. Uh, also showed this one of uh, all these varied uh, components. Uh, they happen to be uh, of um, a steering shaft column in a car. But it's only when they come together that actually you drive. It's only as we come together that we begin to drive together. It's our differences that make us unique here at City Hope. We are a great church. And we want to be an even greater church because we are so amazingly different. Every single one of us contributing our strengths, our gifts, as we move to three sites Will be, that will be key to our success. I was just thinking of the numbers. Vic was talking about numbers. We want to be four times the size we are, for starters. How? By contributing our gifts. The church of Jesus Christ is designed to work in only one way. And that is through the gifts of every single one of us. Why would he do it? I don't know. But that's his decision. What gifts are we talking about? We're talking about your natural gifts, 
we're talking about things that just come so easy to you. We're talking about gifts that you've developed over time by going to work and you've developed through experience and expertise, skills that you've got. Those natural gifts, if we give them back to God, you know what happens? They become supernatural because God multiplies them. Then we're also talking about supernatural gifts like prophecy, gift of tongues, healing, and so on. If we, Dave showed this slide last week, which were the list of gifts that were mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and in Romans 12. There's a long list there. Just have a look at that list. Just have a read through. Any ones you think, yeah, I, I've got a bit of that. Um, I've got a measure of that particular gift, just that one. If you think you've got a measure of one of those gifts, could you please stand right now? Thank you very much. Take a seat. <laughs> That's pretty encouraging. As Hilda said earlier, she's received because of that. And we want to do more. Like an orchestra, we want to play to our gifts and work in concert together. And then we'll make great music under our maestro conductor, the Lord Jesus Christ. My third and final point, and I'll hasten to add this is a bit longer, it's not going that quick. <laughs> the body of Christ only functions, achieves its potential when we use our gifts. So go for it. But what can stop us? I'm going to go through a few examples of things that can stop us functioning properly as a body properly functioning to achieve our potential. And we need to be alert to these for ourselves and for other people. Our thoughts, our thinking can trip us up. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we need to go through some renewing of our mind. Somebody may be saying, hey, I, I've never known about this um, if we go to the next one, I've never known uh, about this body of uh, this body of Christ stuff. I thought I'd become a Christian. That's it. I'll live in my own world. But no, you are connected. Church is not a place for us to come as individuals and attend. It's a living body that you are designed to be part of, to belong to. It's not about you and your world anymore. You have been joined to the body of Christ. You've been joined to a new family. Brothers and sisters, it started off this passage with. And you are responsible to function. That's what you've been called to. To build up and strengthen the body and each other. But you may just say, hey, I don't fit in. Has anybody felt like that? Just put your hand up. Have you, have you ever felt, I just don't fit in? <laughs> Quite a number. And some people who haven't put their hands up. <laughs> 
every human being is uniquely designed to be part of this body. Every human being is uniquely designed by the living God to be part of his body. Take another view of his mercy. Have another look at his mercy. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on your behalf to enable you to fit in. Ruth Taylor spoke brilliantly at our recent Rather High uh, Sunday, and she said this, there's no one else like you. You are the only you. No one else can be who you are or take your place. So if you don't take your place, we've got a gap. But I don't even know what my gifts are, you may be thinking. A lot of people stood up and you think, well, yeah, but I'm not so sure. Well, a simple starting point is to ask yourself, well, what do you like doing? What do you enjoy? What gets your juices flowing? That'll give you a starter clue, a very, very good starter clue. Also, talk to Jesus about it. Say, Lord, what are the gifts you've given me? He'll tell you. And just to help you, ask somebody who knows you pretty well and say, what are my gifts? What do you think? You could be thinking, well, you know what? Others are better than me. I'm pretty useless. Well, we don't want comparethemarket.com around here. We're not into comparisons. We don't have any meerkats around here. We're not expected to be we're not expected to be experts or to be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. Just look at Vic. <laughs> Sorry, Vic, that was cheap. Look at me. We make mistakes. We're all work in progress. You wouldn't expect somebody who's just started kicking a football around to be as great as Lionel Messi or even the great Harry Kane. Reject those voices that disqualify you. Reject those voices that disqualify you. Jesus has qualified you and has given you gifts. <laughs> Sounds a bit like hard work, doesn't it? Hey, just, uh, just let me get comfy here. Let me take a back seat. And this is not referring to anybody on the back seats, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> Particularly you, Chris. <laughs> Don't be passive. Don't be a passenger. Life's too short. If we don't exercise ourselves and exercise our gifts, we become unhealthy. Uh, it's the same way we become unhealthy physically or mentally or spiritually. If we don't use our gifts, we will lose them. If you don't use your gifts, you will lose them. The dodo was born to fly. The dodo stopped using its wings. And this three foot 
bird became a great 50-pounder, a plump 50-pounder. So when the Dutch arrived in Mauritius, the island in the Indian Ocean, in 1598, uh, they saw the dodo and they thought, what great lunch. And 75 years later, the dodo was extinct because it didn't use its wings. It just became lunch for the hungry Dutch. So don't be a passenger, don't be a dodo, use your wings and fly. Someone may be thinking this, but may not be saying it. Boy, am I gifted. If they only knew. Anybody here in that category? No hands? I know one or two of you. Don't be self-important. Don't be precious about yourself. Me, me, me doesn't work so well in the kingdom of God and certainly not at City Hope. So stay humble. Hmm. What if I try? What if I get it wrong and look stupid? Fear can be a massive obstacle for trying stuff out. Anybody experience that? This is where teaming up is important. Team up with somebody. Say, listen, I'm just not sure on this. In our Connect group, uh, we do this quite regularly. Uh, Things we're not uh, comfortable with, and we'll try it out in Connect group. So try in the Connect group. It's a great way of doing that. Ask for help for somebody. But let's encourage one another. Let's be aware that probably fears, you know, somebody's not going to try it. We're here to encourage one another to take baby steps for us to get walking. But you don't know what I've done, you may be saying. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know what sin's in my life. And the answer is no, I don't. But I do know that we're all sinners in need of forgiveness. Not one single one hasn't been, isn't. I'm not going to make light of this because unrepented sin can really mess things up. Don't let's gloss over this. But we are not a museum for saints. We're a hospital for sinners. So turn to God, repent, turn round, ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit, put on the full armour and equipment of God, be accountable to one another, pick yourself up and start walking. Let's do that in friendship groups, in connect groups. This is where we can understand we have been qualified We were sinners and we're forgiven sinners. Hmm. I'm never going to be one who stands up at front, at the front on a Sunday, you may be saying, well, so? We don't need you to be standing up at the front on a Sunday. All our connect groups say that. I'm never going to do that. Fine. I tell you what they do is they stand up at the front on Monday 
on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. That's what our connect group does. They never appear. But they're activating their gifts during the week. They're marvellous people. That's when we can use our gifts. Our gifts, the body of Christ is not meant just for Sundays. It's for the whole week. I would, but, you know, there's a lot of things on. It's easy to get distracted, particularly in the West, where there are distractions galore. We have to be on our guard so that we don't lose our purpose and direction. Give your distractions, whether it's your job, your family, your interests over to him. Bring God into those things and then he can be your co-worker. Not many people, turn off the TV. Save yourself eight hours a week. Not many people arrive on their deathbed and said, I wish you'd watch more EastEnders. I haven't a clue how to use my gifts, you may be thinking. Well, keep it simple. Uh, As I said, start. We mentioned the Connect Group is a great place to start. Text a verse to somebody in the midweek. That's called encouragement. Bake a cake for your neighbor. That's called hospitality. Put away the chairs on Sunday. Help with the tea and coffee. That's called service. Help with the kids' work. That's called teaching. Get alongside people who are doing this stuff and learn from them. Say, can we do it together? Paul Brown, when he became a Christian, uh, he said, I want to be uh, tell other people about Jesus. He got alongside Mike Hewitt and l- just my drive everything he knew. Look at him now. <laughs> Paul, if you want to know, if you want, no! Well, if you want to know about evangelism, get in touch with this guy. And if you want to know about words of knowledge and things like that, get alongside Paul Whittlesey. There are lots of many other people we could do that with. Nobody gives me the opportunity to use my gifts. Well, don't wait to be asked. You have full permission now to build up the church of God and take to Jesus to work with you. You have full permission to do that. Dust them off and use them. So we've got 12 things that we need to change our mind through. When I was at university, I spent a summer vacation uh, in the Sudan doing some voluntary work in the southern Sudan. And I learned some of these lessons there. I was with Tear Fund. Um, I was ready to contribute and make an impact. And within the first week, I was presented with some technical problems that I did not have any clue about. I couldn't solve. uh, And I was seriously up a creek without a paddle and thinking I'm a liability, a burden rather than a help, and I've come all this way. The very next morning in my devotions, I was reading uh, John's Gospel and I read the story of the 5,000. Jesus had spoken to this vast crowd on a remote hillside and there were no takeaway cafes nearby. And uh, it goes like this. It says, when Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy uh, food and bread for all these people to eat? He only asked him to test him, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, he said, listen, it take half a year's wages to buy enough bread just to give everybody a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, I've got a boy over here. He's got five loaves and two, f- five barley loaves and two small fish. <laughs> How's that going to feed everybody? And Jesus said, 
have the people sit down. Because he already needed. God said to me, John, give me your five loaves and your two fish. Give me what you've got and leave the rest to me. He was saying, give what you've got. Be like that young boy. Give your five loaves and two fish because nobody else has got them. Nobody else has got what you've got. And God would say to you this morning, "Is it give it. And that's what I did. One of the other guys was doing an engineering degree. He did solved all the technical issues. I employed 70 people over the summer, local people, to extend some mud airstrips. Um, uh, and I never worked so hard physically in such tough conditions. I had blisters on my blisters on my blisters. But I, it was a most amazing experience. And I learned so much. Yes, we can and should pray for more gifts. But first, we've got to give what we've got. We've got to give our five loaves and two fish so that Jesus can feed others. That is step one. And are you prepared to give your five loaves and two fish? That's the question. If you are, could you take, could you stand up? I'd like to pray for you. If we use the gifts that God has given us, there's no stopping us. There's an adventure out there for God. It's his enterprise. And if we just move to the next slide. Just as we pray, I just want you to take in board what we've just read as we pray now. Lord God, we thank you for what you've done for us, that you should save us and place us in your family, in your body, that you should uh, give us uh, some potential within us to grow and blossom and thrive. And I thank you, you've done that within each of us to do that in our lives, but also for us to do it together. And I just pray now, as we lay down our five loaves and two fish, we give them to you. And we say, multiply them. Lord, multiply them in many people's lives. Lord, we thank you for hearing and seeing the people who become Christians recently. We pray for more. Lord, we give you what we've got and we ask you to multiply it. Fill us with your spirit. We give what we've got. We've heard various words that God has spoken to us today. Philip gave that tremendous word of saying we've got gifts that um, have been buried there may be people here today who have um, had gifts in the past and they've just buried them. And now is the time to pull them up and use them again. There's people here who are just like newborn Christians and you're like a kid in a candy shop. Well, enjoy it. There are folk here today who need to team up. Uh, folk here today who uh, just need to know those, some of those questions that are in our minds, to let Jesus renew your mind, re renew your thoughts. Lord, we pray, uh, Holy Spirit, renew our minds day by day. Uh, help us take a view of your mercy. Um, Lord, as uh, we look around this broken, messed up world, Lord, we are amazed to know you are the one that has called us.